What up, what up? What's good? Back at it again with a new episode of the We Could Be Wrong podcast. This is episode 26. Uh, I got to give it to you, bro. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm losing bragging rights. I wish I came in here with bragging rights, but I didn't. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, UFC 251 happened this weekend. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I have uh, a couple of things to say. Uh, no excuses, just like my boy said. Put some no, respect no, on no, his name. No excuses. We're not. We're, I'm not gonna put any excuses. I'm. I'm. I'm willing to say when I was wrong, or I don't mind. I don't mind being wrong. I mean, that was. I'm willing. I'm, I'm. I'm willing to say that. I mean, there was some uh, fear that it it could have gone the other way. The other way, because yeah. I mean, I we seen it. Uh, we saw it with. Um, uh, Connor and uh, Nate Diaz, whenever they had that fight, they're both different, and it was on a short notice. And Nate did his thing; he was able to pull it off. One of, one of, if not the biggest upset in UFC history. If yeah. I'm not if, if if my memory serves me correct, it might be one of the biggest upsets. I think so. And I think it was two upsets in one night that that night. Yeah, I think so. But. Kamaru Usman ended up beating Jorge Masvidal in a pretty good fashion. In pretty good fashion, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, nothing away from Kamaru Usman. I, we said it before. Uh, the 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 fight was uh, uh, before fight week. And we said um, that he was a, a solid opponent. Very solid. Uh, I was just hoping that my boy would be able to pull it off. He wasn't able to pull it off. Uh, off the jump, he came in aggressive, like we knew he would, and I'm pretty sure Uzma knew he would, because this is just my opinion. I don't know how many people may disagree as far as believing that uh, Masvidal wasn't in five round shape, meaning he couldn't go the distance. If, if his best case scenario and his best bet would be first two rounds to go in and, and try to get a knockout, but it didn't go his way. Uh, it, right off the bat, the first uh, couple of, the, if I'm not mistaken, the first exchange, they, Usman took him to the ground. Mm-hmm. He lost his footing, to be honest, in my opinion. Uh, Masvidal lost his footing and his balance, and, and it was much easier for, for Usman to take him down, and, and he pretty much did his thing, did what, he, did what he does best. But I was talking to a coworker of mine today, and he said that, you cannot, and this is not me speaking. This is him speaking. He said, you cannot, after the result and, and the way the fight played out, he said, you cannot say, that Usman cannot say he's absolutely better than Masvidal. You cannot say, I'm better than you. I, I kicked your ass. In my opinion, yes, you can. Because he did beat you. And he beat you in every round. He beat you in every category. You did not manage any takedowns during the whole fight. Um, so you can't say that. He can't say he beat you. He can't. You can't say he. He pretty much. Mm, what you say dominated. He was. Pre- it was pretty competitive, but it was more one-sided. To be honest, it yeah. was more Usman's side, and that just shows you what I was telling him. It just shows you how good Usman is. And he's an overall fighter. You saw how he beat Tyron Woodley. He beat Tyron Woodley almost the same way. Uh, people were saying that he was stronger than uh, Tyron Woodley was stronger than Usman, and 
Usman did what he did, and he locked him up and used uh, clinch control and, and takedowns, and he was able to pull off the win. And ever since, he's never been relinquished from that belt. They've never taken the belt away from him, and that's what exactly what he did with Masvidal. Would you call it a boring style? I just call it smart, uh, a smart game plan. A lot of people, I, I want to say a lot of people did call it a boring fight. Yeah. And um, we're disappointed in both fighters. Um, but that's how you win fights. That is how you win fights. It may be boring to some people, but at the same time, for the people that understand the sport, it was just a master class. Yeah. It was just a, uh, shows you that there's levels to win. An and MMA I want to say that fight. we saw the best out of both fighters, not just uh, Osman. Uh, we saw that. He he didn't completely take out uh, Masvidal. He didn't. He never hurt him. He didn't. He he never did. Like no, he never. He hurt he, he he was keeping the upper hand, but he was not like completely like dogging him. You know, like Mm-mm. it seemed like uh, Masvidal was comfortable with what what was Mas- going on. Masvidal was doing his thing. Yeah, he was doing. He was very hard to take down. I mean, he he was aggressive. Down. I want to say he was aggressive throughout the whole fight. There was times that uh, even like in the late rounds. Uh, he will like catch his breath and start striking. You know, try to like g- create some distance and h- get a good hit. And uh, it didn't look like he was to me. It didn't look like either either one were gassed up. I did feel like in early in the fight, I saw Usman a little like, um, like fatigue. Uh, not fatigued, but like if he wasn't all there in the beginning, like in the first round, like he wasn't expecting for him to come out that aggressive yeah. or. Maybe his power. I, I think the power did did like hit him. Like him it, it shocked him a little bit. Yeah, I don't think he's he's been hit that that hard. Not only that, but not that quick. Because yeah. Masvidal super quick, especially with the knees, the 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 body shots with the with the leg kick. I mean the leg kick with the with the kicks to the body, with the knees to the body. He, you already know what what his stand up game is. Just uh, touching him and everything. Uh, carries power and i think the way he, he came out so aggressive kind of like took took him back a little bit like oh shit like he's really trying to get me because he knows that's what he has to do but in, as a champion that he is adjusted and was able to make it his fight and not fight mm-hmm. masvidal's fight because if you fight masvidal's fight you're just feeding into what he wants you to do yep. you got to fight your own fight you can't fight somebody else's fight and i guess people i guess people were so hyped behind the Kobe Covington Usman fight that he that he they expected I that. think that, I think that's what people were expecting. Yeah, you expected him to go that route and exchange. But Masvidal Kobe uh, is not Masvidal when it comes to stand up. So I guess he felt Usman felt like he could stand up with Kobe. And and it was and, and they would be able to trade and it felt like he would come out on top with with that ex, with that kind of game plan and within those exchanges but to say that you have to go follow that same game plan going into a fight with Masvidal would be idiotic, in my opinion. You cannot go that route. That's just you being um, pretty much... You're not doing your homework when it comes to game planning for a fight. Yeah. I mean, even though it was such a short notice, you weren't expecting to fight him. But I think he executed the right game plan. And he pretty much uh, did what he was supposed to do to come out victorious. And I give it to him. I give him full credit. He did win. Uh, he did win. Masvidal looked a little. I think people say Masvidal looked a little gassed because that was expected. You know, that was like the narrative that was being put out there before the fight even happened. 
And I guess people will try to run with that, saying he didn't have a full camp. But to be honest, let's say they have a full camp, right? Let's say they run it back and and, and both of them have a full camp. Do you think the outcome might be the same? We don't know that. And I've heard people say that uh, this whole weekend. What if they both had a full camp? You know, like a full camp. What if both of them had, you know, the time and the circumstances? I mean, I believe both of them were prepared enough to fight. And when that that time comes where they both prepare with a full camp, six weeks or whatever, yeah. Um, for this uh, same fight again, I mean, we'll see. But you can't really tell uh, if it'll be the same or different. Because I mean, I want to say in this fight they gave it their all, both. Yeah, especially with the the style that the that the, yeah. the, the the style that was fought, the the way the fight played out, it takes uh, so much energy from both fighters to be able to do all that. Uh, fight in the clinch majority of the fight and try to explode afterwards. Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of I wouldn't say it's not that possible to be able to maintain that throughout uh, a full five round fight. But uh, to say that it would be a, a different outcome, I would I probably wouldn't say it would be a different outcome. You would hope it would be a different outcome, but Usman is just that good. You got to give him. You just got to give him his just dues. He's one of those fighters, kind of like Khabib. That he's just dominant. He's dominating his division. He's taking him out to say, for him to put it in perspective, to say this dude has fought Kobe Covington and. Uh, and Jorge Masvidal back to back, like that's that's a that's a resume. Like as far as that, and to win the belt, you fought Tyron Woodley, one of the long, mm -hmm. one of the future Hall of Famers of the division. Then you go Kobe, and then you go, uh, and then you go Masvidal. Now who do you go next? Do you go Connor? I think in that case, it was kind of like they were saying if Masvidal wins, he fights Connor. That that was just like the narrative going around, but. Or what about now? Do you throw Connor to uh, to Usman? But I think just the way Usman fought uh, Masvidal, he's kind of like shit. I don't want to get into that kind of uh, situation. Put be put in that kind of situation. Mm -hmm. That kind of made you would think Usman would be the one winning to get a a, a, a title shot. Uh, not a title shot. Excuse me. To be able to get a big opponent, mm -hmm. another big opponent, because he's been fighting big opponents. And not not to throw shade, but I feel like his opponents have been selling the fight more than he has. Yeah, and I, and I feel like that's how he's been feeling for a while already. That's the, that's the reason why we started seeing the cocky uh, of Usman come out lately in his in his you know like coming up to his fights. Uh, I won't say he was humble for a long time and just putting in the work. I feel like he's still humble, and I feel like we used that word last week, the word cocky, to describe Usman. But I feel like. I feel like that's not the word. I feel like the word may be more confident. confident. He feels more confident in himself, and he should. Yeah. Look at the performances he's putting on. You should feel confident. Definitely. If you feel that you can't be fucked with, I mean, and, and you're putting it in display, I mean, you can't be mad at that. You can't be mad at uh, at him for being uh, sticking his chest out, you know? So. Do you think they should uh, do the Gilbert Burns fight? Yeah, I think that would be the one that they will go with after it, this. Once he comes back. Um, I don't know whether, because see, like this, uh, they'll probably do it eventually. But the thing is, is that Gilbert Burns would be active real soon. 
Usman probably won't be active that soon. Like you, you will probably get a uh, in between fight. Would you mind seeing Gilbert Byrne versus Kobe Covington? There's a lot of things you can do in that division because that division is so stacked. Yeah, and, and then also, well, hopefully Leon Edwards gets to Leon. You could throw him in there because he. This is Fight Island. In Fight Island. You can bring in. Uh, yeah, you can bring. I'm surprised it did. Well, they. I saw an interview of Leon and he said that he just turned down the fight mm. because he knew and he wasn't able to get the proper training because of the 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 situation in England mm. right now that they're just not being able, the gyms weren't open yet he wasn't able to bring in sparring partners and and get the right training and so if you don't feel 100% to go in there why go in there you know if you're going to you've been waiting for this title shot and the title shot that you do get you pretty much waste it you let it go to waste mm. so he, that's that was his um uh, version of it that he just didn't get the right training and he wasn't prepared to go into a, a title fight that's why he wasn't in there so until that changes i don't see uh leon edwards getting back into the octagon uh soon so i wouldn't mind seeing like a kobe and uh and gilbert burns you know they have a little history some sort of some sort because kobe has been talking not necessarily well he has been like dragging his name but he drags everybody's name yeah he gives nicknames to say everybody but but when he fought in brazil he said all brazilians y'all suck or whatever and i guess gilbert burns took that personally because he was talking about he's from brazil mm. and you talk about his people so and he's on a streak he's on a roll do you want to see him take a a, a fight between because gilbert burns is the guy that Usman was supposed to fight and Kobe covington is knocking on the door trying to get a rematch with Usman because he feels like he got robbed by um Mark Goddard the the referee that was uh matter of fact refereeing this fight with mm -hmm. Usman and Masvidal so he's campaigning for a, for a rematch so why don't we just do a interim fight which is the winner gets Usman Usman uh just fought he gets his rest you two fight it out whoever wins ends up getting Kamara Usman uh, I'm pretty sure Usman will be down with that. I, uh, I mean, you already knocked out two birds, yeah. which is Usman and Masvidal. They're going to be on the sideline for a good while. And now you got these, it would be what, like four or five guys, which would be Connor, Nate, Leon, Burns, and Kobe. Those, well, those are like five guys. A good two or three of those are not active right now. So isn't that the fight that makes more sense? Would you say that? Uh, yeah. Of course, Kobe's going to be the one selling the fight. Of Cause, course. Because of his hype. Yeah. But, uh, but Gilbert Burns is I, really I, good. I, I like Burns. I think he's yeah. solid. Yeah. Gilbert Burns is a nice come-up fighter that has earned his stripes. And I feel like uh, I feel like he can, he can show himself to the world more than... I, I, to be honest, I think he already did with the... Siren Woodley fight. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a good fight. So, I mean, I would think he would sh have at least some sort of eyeballs on him by now. But if you don't necessarily have or have been paying attention to him, this would be the guy to go after because a lot of people want to see him lose, which he already did. Mm -hmm. But I think it would just be an amazing fight. Especially, and it makes sense, in yeah. my opinion. So, the good thing is that I liked about Usman, I mean, Usman, excuse me, uh, Masvidal, is that he didn't make no excuses when they asked him what do you think and he like i like i always say the thing that i like about connor is that he's humble in defeat and humble when he wins 
So and this and the Masvidal did the same thing. Didn't take anything away from uh from Usman. He was he said he was the better man on the night, and he feels like with a couple more fights under his belt and some and and some solid training on specifics. Now that you've already gone in there and faced them, you kind of know what to expect. It's kind of like when people say, uh, if you're trying to move up in weight as far as like uh strength and conditioning, and you and you want to push heavy weight. You at least want to throw on that weight that you're trying to push. That way you feel it and you know what to expect. Instead of anticipating later on down the line trying to attempt to uh, to lift it. Why don't you just lift it and see if you can actually, you know, lift it. Yeah. And, and I guess that was the case for Masvidal. He actually got in there, felt felt the way he was, his size, power, takedown. What he can do to, uh, to um, get that victory later on down the road. But there was also another fight. The Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovski. The Max Holloway robbery. Um, it was actually. How do you feel about that? I, as far as who do I feel like who who do I feel won? Uh-huh. Uh, Max Holloway won. I feel like Max Holloway did enough, just enough to win. And to be honest, this is just going based off the first watch. We've only watched this fight once. Uh, unless people recorded it and they didn't not already watched it like I don't know how many times, but me, I only watched it once. And from what I saw, Max Holloway did just enough to win. Like it, uh, I'm not lying, but when they were saying the scorecards and they gave it to Volkanovski, I was, I was shocked. I was shocked that they gave it to Volkanovski. Um, I when you're facing a champion, you got to show that you're actually beating him. You got to separate yourself and and make it look a convincing performance. And to me, it was convincing for a while you know he knocked him down twice and and i think the third round was probably the decisive round because i think the last two rounds they gave it to volkanovsky yeah they were really close but they gave it to him yeah so i guess the third round will be like the decisive and to me i gotta go back and watch it but i honestly believe and and a lot of people believe the same thing a lot of people believe that max holloway won yeah so i mean you got to feel for Max, you know, two two losses in a row to the same guy. But who who who's to blame? Not 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 necessarily who's to blame. Who's more disappointed? Max losing his back-to-back fights to the same guy and technically feeling robbed from his championship or Alexander Volkanovski that still doesn't get the credit he deserves. Yeah. For putting on a performance and being able to hold his own against, uh, yeah, I man, he's no chump. He, he is no chump, but that's already twice that yeah. he beats him. And I guess you could put and quotes around the second one. No, but uh, well, you could. I mean, to me, the second one, the, the one we just watched this weekend, I feel like Max Holloway also won. I yeah. feel like he dominated and he controlled the fight longer. He, and, I mean, it was both. It was both ways. It was close. It was but close. I want to say he was controlling. And you also saw the adjustments Holloway made yeah. for this fight. That That's what everybody was talking about. The, is he going to be able to make the adjustments to be able to compete with Volkanovski? And he was. He did. And what's even more crazy is that there was the narrative saying that he never trained with his uh, team. Hmm. Uh, he did everything over Zoom. And he didn't spar this time. So I was when I heard that, I was kind of worried because... It's nothing like sparring, but like hands-on contact. Oh, yeah. And being with your coaches, being able to feel that live competitiveness competitiveness, and being live in the gym, 
and he didn't have that. So I was kind of nervous to see how how were you able to do everything over Zoom and think you're going to succeed. Well, God damn it, he showed it because yeah. he was he was doing a hell of a job. He was uh, he had uh, Volkanovski pretty much on his toes uh, for majority of the fight. And it ended up being a really close fight to me. But to be honest, I believe Max Holloway did enough to win. Same. I, I and a lot of people also believe that Max Holloway won the first one. I can't tell you that. You I, can't. I I don't agree with that. No. I think Volkanovski pretty much won the first one. Clear cut, for sure. I There's no doubt in my mind that he didn't win. You, the amount of leg kicks Max Holloway took in the first fight, I've never seen that. I've never seen somebody hit him so much that he had to switch stances and and fight majority of the fight southpaw. So that's I, that's an unfair statement. I don't think that's 100% true. I think that's the that's what hurt Volkanovski the most at the fact that it was that good of a uh, of a performance for Volkanovski and people still believe that. And people didn't give him the credit just because they like Max Holloway so much. Yeah. And you can't really blame the people. Max Holloway's a fan favorite. Yeah, yeah. And you got to make the people respect you. And I, he feels like he did. He feels like he did enough to get the respect of the people and to call him a champion. And to this day, they do not call him a champion. That's uh, unfortunate for him. Maybe you have to do a trilogy. Do you think this fight deserves a trilogy? I don't think he'll go to a trilogy. Why? Because I feel like they're going to want to have a different fight with him. Yeah, maybe not immediately. But, like, down the road. Like, Stipe and, and DC, mm. they're about to do the trilogy. But it's not like it was, like... But it wasn't back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Yeah, it was. I don't think they yeah. fought e- anybody else within the gap of their last fights. DC? DC and Stipe. Did like, they fought each other. They fought the first time. And I don't think they fought anybody in between that. They both took a long layoff. And then they made the rematch. And then they fought the rematch, and then after that, there's been a long layoff, and now they announced the trilogy. But between those fights, there's been a long layoff for both of them. But I don't think they fought anybody um, in between that. But I don't think that was the case for these guys, because I think Volkanovski said he wants to get back by the end of the year and fight somebody else. There's a couple of guys out there trying to call him out. You know, No, but uh, he has. Cormier has fought... um in between? In between. In between Stipe? Mm-hmm. Who did he fight? You talking about... Uh, this, I forgot I forgot his name. He fought on that Connor Khabib undercard. I forgot what, what was his name. Uh, but, uh, but I think they should do a trilogy. I think for sure... Uh, I think uh, Max needs to be able to compete for that belt again as far as dana dana said that he feels like he won he asked the media if anybody believed that um uh volkanovsky won and nobody pretty much said anything so he feels like max won so i'm pretty sure he feels like there was injustice from the judges for max and they gave it to the champion which is kind of hard but it's it's something we we've seen before where they favor the champion so i'm not surprised but i mean that's not too bad Let's move on to the next fight. We had Jose Aldo. This is not in, in any specific order. We're pretty much going from, from main yeah. event down. But Jose Aldo versus Piotr Jan. A lot of people felt like this fight should have been stopped way before it was. 
And I feel the same way. I feel the same too. I feel like there was a lot of times that Aldo was just standing there or just sitting there. But what did you think about before he got to that point? What did you think of Aldo? Uh, for his age, um, for him going to that weight class. I wanted him. Look, coming into this fight, I was I had high hopes to see him at least fight consistently. Like, uh, put on a good a good fight. Okay. And I wanted him to at least be close. Mm-hmm. Or get the win. Because I'm like, this might be the last time he'll get a title shot like this. Uh, Yeah, you're probably right. And, um, but now I feel like, I and, I, and I've told people once you, once you get knocked out and then you get knocked out again, your body doesn't, doesn't react, like doesn't, doesn't function the same. You think you lose something? I, I think it's mentally. I think your, your body and your brain, once you take those hits, you know, that they have not, that have knocked you out before. Mm-hmm. And you take a similar hit, your body, I mean, even if you want to keep fighting, even if you're strong and you train for this fight, your body just shuts down. Like, it's just wear and tear on the body. Yeah. And I feel like Jose Aldo has reached that that point Okay. of his career. But not only that, but he was standing in front of a guy that's been uh, on fire Yeah. for the past uh, two years. So, uh, I think he was just... Uh, he was, he did his job pretty much. He did his job, and I think he, uh, I think he just was very patient, and he was. He stuck to his game plan the way he was, and so he was able to hold off Jose Aldo, and and be able to contain because he. Jose Aldo is very explosive when he comes out. He's very explosive. He could do all kinds of elbows, knees, and do it all. And Piotr Jan is more reserved, more patient. He's waiting to, for his timing to be right. He kind of, you can sort of say he kind of waits for the opponent to kind of tire down and, and absorb his, their best shots. And then he likes to go. But if he can go, when he sees an opening, he'll go. And he'll be able to capitalize on your mistake. And I think when he got to the ground and pound, at one point, he took... he I think he knocked out of uh, Jose Aldo's uh, air from his stomach. I think he was pounding him. And I guess he didn't block himself correctly, that he was able to hit him just in the right spot. Oh, yeah. And he just rolled over. You can tell he was hurt just, just by that. So... After that, you know, when eventually when he got hit by by uh, by Jan and he went down, um, he was trying to finish him. Jan was trying to finish him, and and I feel like the the ref was hesitant. Like I, I don't know what he was doing. I figured he was supposed to stop it a long time ago, and he refused to do. I I don't know what else he wanted him to do. I think just uh, Aldo having his hands up and being wide awake, even though he was taking a pounding. Yeah, he was taking a pounding. I think he didn't want to like. We've seen a lot of times that they stop the fight too early. Yeah, and I think he was avoiding that. Not only for the fight, but for Aldo. Like this, this might be his last big fight. So he was like, you know, if he's gonna if he's gonna go out, I'm, I'm, he's, go out he's gonna go out to the to the end. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but I feel, I just feel like that's, he sh- that's that's how I felt too. Um, uh, I was watching this fight, and the table that I was with, the people that I was watching it with, um. We were all saying the same thing, like, "Why? What the heck are you doing, Aldo? Like, why? Why aren't you fighting back? Yeah. Or why aren't? Why aren't they stopping the fight? Yeah. But then you think about it, like, 
this might be his last big fight. I mean, it could be, and it, and you probably could be, uh, you could be right on him having his last fight. But I just feel like as a ref, you're in there to to protect the fighter, and if he's taking punishment without any kind of uh, the, the, any kind of defense or any kind of at, he's not putting up a fight anymore. At what time? At what time would you have stopped it? I would have stopped it when he was just taking ground and pound, and he, he just had his head, his hands over his head. He wasn't he was, doing anything. Yeah, he, he was, was just, just protecting there. his ears, basically. Yeah, and it's just like you're not doing anything. You're not trying to roll over. You're not trying to grab him. You're not trying to do anything. You're just taking punishment, and you've already taken uh, punishment by the knockdown, and you got your air taken out, and just it had been that late in the fight where it was due for a stoppage. Yeah, yeah. And I just feel like you pretty much. At one point, I thought Jan was going to turn to him and say, bro, when are you going to stop this damn fight? Yeah. I'm killing this guy already. Like, do you want me to kill him? So it's just like at, at one point, you just kind of got to criticize the 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 official, the, the, the ref, for doing a bad job. I mean, that's been the narrative for a good while, like the refs, bad stoppages, and and over-pausing the fight for, for eye pokes, for whatever. But this was a legit he was due for legit criticism for that. He needed to uh, stop the fight way before he did. But do you think Aldo had that says something to the ref before the fight? Sometimes, I mean, some fight some fighters will say, "Hey, don't like don't stop until I until I give you a look." Yeah, but no, you're, as a ref, you're not especially, trained to do that. Well, especially especially with the uh, I guess like the early stoppages that we've seen lately. I guess he was just like, "Hey, man, like this one." I mean, I will understand a fighter if they come at me, like, hey, let it go until I give you the look, or you know, until I tap out or whatever. Yeah, but your your job as a fighter, you have pride, and you don't want to you don't want to sound like a quitter. So of course you're gonna fight to the end. But as a ref, your job is to protect the fighter and be able to look out for his safety, protect the fighter from himself. Because as a fighter, you're never gonna stop. You're never gonna want to quit. So that's his job. When you see it and you see him taking too much punishment, just stop the fight, and that's it. Uh, and he lives to fight another day. Uh, so I just feel like it was, it was, it took too long. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're gonna talk, give him a talk, and and let him know that when you see something like that, you need to stop the fight. At, at, at that point, you're already doing too much. So at that point, it was just, it was too much, and and they were able to, uh, to wrap the belt around uh, Piorian's uh, waist. Yeah. And let's see what the future holds for him. He's an exciting fighter, to be honest. I'm a big fan of his. So I can't wait to see what he does in that division and um hopefully we see some good contenders come up and, and challenge him for that belt another fight before we move on to a different fighter in a different sport um doug rose doug rose is making a big comeback i'm actually surprised she actually fought on this card because she's very hesitant on where she goes to fight and what's and especially around this pandemic mm. i'm actually surprised she was able to go out and fight but she did her thing she was out there she was she didn't seem like she was nervous. She seemed like she was in good spirits. She seemed like she was in like the best spirits I've ever seen her in her career, to be honest. And for it to be at this time, while the world is in uh, upside down, I guess you can say, you can call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was able to come in and come out strong. You know, towards the end of the rounds, she was uh, she was taking a beating. But I think at the in the first couple of rounds, she was able to execute her game plan to get herself ahead. I guess so you can say she can have some wiggle room with the third round. And but from what I saw from her from her in the second round, 
was just magic. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like she wasn't focused on, on power or or just over overthinking it. She was just letting her hands go, touching her. She was touching her up from every angle and she was having fun in there. You saw her smile a couple of times. I just felt like she was just having a good time in there knowing that she felt like she couldn't get hurt. But when the third round came around, she took a bass beating because mm-hmm. I would give it 100% to Andrade on that on that third round. Andrade came in swinging, giving everything, swinging for the fences, throwing the kitchen sink at her because she knew she had to. And that's the cause of that black, that black eye that she got. Do not sleep on any fighter at any time because you can come out like that. And at the end of the day, you could have gotten finished. There's a possibility you could have gotten finished in that third round, so... Uh, maybe you need to not feel so confident going uh, into the final round of the fight, even if you think you have it in the bag, or at least don't put yourself in danger of taking those big shots. But at the end of the day, she comes out winning, and that could set her up, bro. It really could set her up with a fight against Jean Weili. Weili. So, and they've shown m- mutual interest in fighting each other. So, I wouldn't be surprised if if they meet. And maybe, you never know, maybe Andrade will fight Yunjaychek. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be so bad either. You, you just got to spice up that division and and let let those women be uh, put out there. More, more camera, not more camera time, but more uh, shine a light on that division. So hopefully we get to see her uh, in the near future. And hopefully we don't, it doesn't take too long for her to get back in there because she does like to take a long layoff. So that was two UC 251. Obviously, an overall good pay-per-view. I think this was one of the most... I think we'll look back at this in history and say, damn, like, Dana did his thing. That was good fighting. Like, Dana was uh, not only good fighting, but... Well, I, I think every match was almost evenly, like... Oh, it's competitive. Yeah. Yeah, competitive, but just the fact that the idea of it, yeah. the idea of going to an island, going to Abu Dhabi, you know, over there. Even though I, I hear that, well, I, I heard a lot of the fighters talk about how it, being on the island at this time of the year did take out a lot of them, like take out a, a lot from them. Because of the heat? Because of the heat. Yeah, it was definitely hot. Yeah. It was definitely hot. Getting used to different different time weather, zones. different time zone. Yeah. This is the first time they fought in the morning. That's yeah. crazy, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So they were both, uh, almost everybody said that it did affect them in a way, yeah. but they were ready to fight. Like regardless, yeah, that's like, that's the thing yeah. about uh, the UFC fighters that they yeah. are willing to fight at any time. They're willing to go out there and compete. That's what they love to do, and to be able to expose themselves to the fans and and be able to put their name out there and show their skills. That's that's a great thing, especially for Dana White, that he went out of his way to be able to get some overseas talent to be able to compete. At the fact that you got you can go over there to to the Middle East. And be able to put on a show. And I read you the numbers. I think this was by far the 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 mo the second most highest pay per view buys since uh, Connor and Khabib. Yeah. Most of it because of my boy. I'm just saying. Well, we I'm are in a saying. world pandemic where there's no other sports on any network. That is true. But like I was telling you earlier. Up until, up before Masvidal got on this card, this fight was not as promoted as it was. It wasn't as hyped as it was. Pretty much everybody was more interested in the co-main event than the main event. But you put Jorge Masvidal in there, shit changes. You see him on Undisputed. You see him on The Herd. You see him on First Take. You see him on every single uh, 
platform oh, there he's is about he's, MMA. He's definitely making some noise, and he's definitely uh, getting his 15 minutes uh, of fame. You know, I think 15 and, minutes have passed a long time ago, a long time ago. And I think you'll, uh, those 15 minutes are going to stretch into late next year and the year after that until he retires. Do you think uh, what a lot of people do say, and I believe, I, well, no, I, I don't believe this because I believe, I believe he's a great fighter. I believe he's he's great at what he does, and I like his his uh, I, I like his story, and I like that he's the BMF uh, champ. Okay, I res- <clears throat> I respect that. Okay, but to to call him the face of the UFC, yeah, I think that's too much. I don't think so. To call to to make him overhyped, I mean, he, it was his first title shot well, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. That's not bad. I believe when when you are close to being the face or, or being as hyped as some people, I want to say his uh, fan base of people know him from... Not, I'm not saying you. you. You probably follow him. I don't know how long you follow him, but from his... I've only seen him fight from there until this way. And I think like some people... I think that's, that's what I'm saying. Like... That's 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 when his fifteen minutes. Uh, he, he peaked late. He I definitely think, he definitely didn't peak because he wasn't a guy like Conor McGregor that's just gonna talk all day long. No, but I think that's when he peaked. He peaked because of his skills, not because of his personality. But how many fights he he's he had? He's had a way, lot of fights. Way more fights. He has a lot that. of experience. Exactly. So not you cannot just put his fifteen minutes of fame when he's got a whole resume out here. Been doing it. He just didn't pop off like that. Some yeah. people take off late. Some people take off as that's soon as they jump on the jump. That's what I'm saying. I think he's, he's, he took off late. Yeah, and from I that, said that from he, he Darren was, Till go ahead. was good. And then from that uh, super uh, knee to the head mm-hmm. knockout, that's when people actually started knowing him. Knowing yeah. him. And then he went to Nate, and now he went to this one. And yeah. imagine the next couple of fights he's going to do. He's not going to stop. He's not going to stop. You think you're making it seem like he's just... This was his end. He got the title shot, and that was it. He didn't. He's not gonna. He's not gonna do anything after this. No, he's still gonna keep doing it. He's still like it's just like if Adesanya. I was talking to somebody else, and they feel like Israel Adesanya is the face of the UFC. He's more, to me at the moment. He is the face. He's one of. He's one of the the fighters that is the face. Okay, and he and, falls next. Uh, to me, he falls next to Adesanya. Falls next to Khabib, and. Probably even uh, McGregor, but McGregor's on his. I want to say he's not so active to and call I, him the face. Uh, yeah, you, uh, to me, you can't be the face if you're not active. Yeah, you can't. You can't be that. You can't be that. You got to be active out here to be the face. Uh, so Adesanya, yeah, he's he's a good guy. He's a, he's a solid guy, and he's on his way to be. But a lot of people don't know him. Like just just uh, a I'm, lot. To me, a lot more people know. A lot more people know Adesanya over. Masvidal. I disagree, and a lot of people may disagree because of the fact that Adesanya is on the new UFC video game next to Jorge Masvidal. That says a lot. That says a lot. You're looking at the at the two top dogs right now, uh, fighting for the for the face of the UFC. And and to be honest, if you put if Paulo Costa beats uh, Israel. Israel doesn't lose uh, fame. He doesn't no. lose credibility. He could just keep going, just like Masvidal. He can go and make fights with anybody else, and it's going to make numbers because he sells. Usman will not have that same luck next time he fights. He won't have that same luck. Some people are just not marketable. Uh, Masvidal is very marketable. A lot of people like him, and a lot of people 
respect what he does and what he brings to the game. It's not just hype. It's not 15 minutes. 15 minutes passed last year. He fought three times. And then he, this is his first fight in 2020. All right, bro. Let's move on. Let's move on. <clears throat> let's, mo- let's move on. But, I mean, I, I just feel like uh, people just don't give him his just dues. I feel like the way you – this last point before we move on. The way you view Masvidal is the way I view Luka Doncic. Probably. Yeah. I think I think that's the best way to put it. Um, the next thing. You know how this uh, – we'll stick with fighting for now. Let's, let's just make, make a transition to a – uh, different sport, but it's, we'll still keep it along combat sports. <clears throat> a big talking point for a while has been the hype, and this is more in your category, um, about Ryan Garcia. Please, tell, tell me what you feel about Ryan Garcia. When, when you hear the name, what comes to mind? He's just an up-and-coming knockout artist right now. Uh, but then again, I don't like, – he's in a division that I, I don't really know much of the fighters. So he's knocking out guys left and right, but in boxing, that that's the, that's the sport. It's not more of Super Ryan. Yeah, it's uh. Well, they call him the Flash. <clears throat> they call him the Flash. Yeah, because he's so fast. So, but I think wasn't he Super Ryan for a long time? I never knew him as that. For real? Yeah. Then who the heck might, am I might have been about? a hashtag you probably uh, came across. But the thing is, my thing with him is that. Right now he's he's beefing or he's in in uh, in uh, people have been wanting him to fight. Um, <clears throat> what's his name? Who's that? Damn, Javante Davis. Oh yeah, for yeah, the that, longest. Yeah, I mean, it, knowing Javante Davis, he probably would take that fight. Uh, just because knowing that uh, Ryan doesn't have that much experience as far as competitive fights, even though. I believe Javante Davis hasn't had competitive fights at, at either. I, even though I think, um, I don't know. I want to say Javante Davis is older. Probably by about two years, two, three years. I could be wrong. You know, that's the name. Uh, that's why we're the We Could Be Wrong podcast. But I just feel like him asking for money, extra money. At, at this point, a lot of people are asking for money just due to uh, inactivity. Uh, and he's in... Uh, He's in a somewhat war with uh, Golden Boy and Oscar De La Hoya. Why? They just gone back and forth over uh, money mm. and paying them what they're worth. And to be honest, I I, I side with uh, Oscar. To be honest, right now because first off, we're in a pandemic. We can't say we can't say that enough, right? And as we've seen and 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 we continue to see, boxing cannot bring their best stars out to play. They don't want to come outside right now because. They feel like they've been, like I've told you before, they're so spoiled. They're so used to being spoiled that now they just don't want to come out. They've mm-hmm. they've uh, have accumulated a lot of money over the years for non-competitive fights. So now when it's time to come outside, you don't want to come outside and play right now because of uh, maybe what's going on in the world. And that's the thing we like about UFC, that they've, are they have managed to bring in their best talent and yeah. put on a show with Ryan? I just feel like he's a he's the kind of guy that he's so marketable, he's so big and so hyped that he believes his own hype. You know what I mean? And I just feel like you haven't been tested first of all to see what you really are. And I think the hype behind him is what his potential is, mm-hmm. right? 
his potential is very high just based off what you've seen thus far. But before he got with um with uh Canelo's trainer um Eddie Reynoso I I don't think you would see the same uh Ryan Garcia. And I think he's he's believing his hype so much that I think in the long run I think he's going to believe his hype so much that he's going to feel right now he's feeling like he can do without Golden Boy. Mm-hmm. Right? And Golden Boy was the one that brought him under his wing and started pushing him heavy. Mm-hmm. He was heavy within the, the, the young guys in California and due to social media. But a whole diff- this is a whole different game when you get put on by a big company like Golden Boy and you start getting put on, on Canelo's undercards. And pe- a lot of people are watching those fights, the, those Canelo fights, and you get put on there and you excite people. Now, they put you on with Canelo's coach, which I believe would have never happened if Oscar De La Hoya didn't do his job and say, you're good, you're knocking people out, but you lack technique, you lack defense, you lack patience. You th- These things you need to work on, your footwork. You A lot of these you can work on, but let me get you the right guy, mm-hmm. and this is the right guy for you. And going back to him believing his own hype, with him ex- uh, exceeding this uh, uh, large amount of money, I think later on in the future, I think he's just going to believe his hype so much that he's going to then try and shy away from his trainer. His hype is going to be so big to where he's going to focus more on what's outside of boxing than what, what has brought him to his lifestyle right now, which is boxing. Mm-hmm. And I like I told you about Andy Ruiz, Eddie Reynoso doesn't tolerate that. Yeah, I was about he, to say that. You, you got to be you all think the way he's in. going into that? That lifestyle, yeah. That following on Andy Ruiz's footsteps. Once he got that, that oh. peak of a lot of people get to that point where their lifestyle switches completely drastically mm-hmm. because of their fame and because of the the fights they're getting now. Yeah, and what what money brings. Yeah, and what money brings is a, a whole different lifestyle. You get to expose a whole lot of different things. Things are different when you have money. Yeah. So I just feel like he's gonna end up taking a a, a turn that. He needs to watch what he's uh, listen to the people around him. Yeah, yeah, they're doing this for your own good, and you're popping off in this era of the social media era where I guess the people around you are saying, "Bro, you don't need him. You don't need them," and I guess you start believing that. Like, bro, I I was this before he got here, and yeah, he helped me out, but they're watching me. They're not watching him. What he's doing, but bro, this is all a whole process. Yeah, without. Eddie Reynoso, I don't believe you're the same guy. If you for so happen to move on from him, you could take a switch, a big turn. Mm-hmm. And, and and fighters like that are so focused on being undefeated. He's undefeated right now. Yeah. What happens when you're not undefeated? Are those people still going to be around you? Are they going to promote you the same way? Are you going to be getting the, the, the same amount of opponents that you're looking forward uh forward to get because at some point you're gonna have to get uh test the waters out here there's guys out here that really really can't put some on you you got the luke campbells out there which is a good fight for him uh that are in negotiations right now for him to fight luke campbell if anybody knows who luke campbell is he fought lomachenko and they went the distance and you already know what lomachenko is he's mm-hmm. a beast so that would be his first test if he can get that fight I would be like, damn, that that's something to see. 
now let's see what you do. But at the same time, you still got Eddie Reynoso in your corner. Yeah. So uh, at the same time, you got to count your blessings and don't count the chickens before they hatch. Well, I think he's going to have to learn. Sadly, I think he's going to learn the hard way. Like Julio and, Cesar Chavez? Yeah. Junior? It's going to be another junior. Uh, it's just the generation that they're in right now. I believe the money, the, the boxers now. They're they're making probably ten times the money that boxers were doing like twenty years ago. Hell yeah! So one good fight, you know, could set them set them for life. Not only that, but look at all the everything that they're getting, uh, uh, merchandise. They're getting uh, sponsors, everything, social yep. media sponsors. Uh, you're you're a boxer, so you obviously getting paid for that. Yeah. So money's coming from the from the sky, yeah. bro. Sky's the limit right now when it comes to money. But you can never have too much money. Yeah. That's where they're at right now. And I just got to feel like somebody like Virgil Ortiz from Grand Prairie, he's somebody that's low-key. Like, everybody knows he's talented, and he's a big prospect, like humongous. Everybody knows he's going to be somebody big. He doesn't have this attitude of me, me, me. And I get it. He's probably not as marketable as Ryan, but he's willing to let his fighting do the talking. Yeah. You're doing the talking before you're even fighting, which is kind of putting you at a high standard. If you're going to pay him and you fail at your first test, when they throw you Luke Campbell, if that fight happens to come around, what are you going to do if you fail? Now you're going to have to fight somebody like Devin Haney, uh, Javante Davis. There's a couple of people out there that you could fight. Uh, what are you going to do? You're You're under pressure at his best. So I, I just feel like he needs to watch and not get ahead of the game. Not get ahead of of uh, of the people. He just needs to watch the people that uh, that are around him and don't let them believe. Don't necessarily have the people around you that tell you what you want to hear, but what you need to know. So that's, that's my take on Ryan. I just feel like he needs to slow down a little bit yeah i know the hype is getting up there and you feel that you're the next big star which you might be but just relax everything comes with time and be patient yeah because he's uh is he the champ right now at super featherweight nope so yeah no belts yeah so he needs to chill out till at least he gets some gold uh i hate seeing that in a lot of fighters especially this era yeah they're prospects and they don't they don't even get close to a title shot in yeah. Yeah, you just get social uh social media famous and you just think you're just yeah above and beyond. I just feel like you just need to be patient. Those are those who are patient are end up getting very high, heavily rewarded. I just, just I would just say don't bite the hand that feeds you. Oh, uh, definitely. So let's finish it with this, bro. Um we got well let's see if we can fit two more topics in here. Let me talk one thing. We finally get to see your boy come back. Are you happy with that? At the end of this month, you'll see the Dallas Mavericks finally make their comeback. Their long-awaited comeback. Because we've been... If you listen to this podcast, we are big fans of the Mavericks. For sure. We can we can agree on that, right? Yeah. Um, and we finally get the... We've criticized... Well, I, I have criticized their... Be, their Main player. Their star player. Their star player, I guess. Yeah, yeah you can say that. He is a star. Uh, I've criticized them a lot for for all the right reasons. I don't think uh, 
my criticism would be considered as hate no. to some. Yeah, some yeah. people may think I'm hating. Some people may think I'm just heavily criticizing somebody that's being overpraised. So I just feel like finally, finally we get to see this guy come back. What have you been doing this whole time? Have you been staying in shape? Have you been practicing? We will Obviously, s- you can't be practicing, honestly, in a quarantine. Um, we're, in, oh, we're in a pandemic right now, so it's kind of hard to keep them in that sort of expectations. Mm-hmm. But now you're practicing. Now you're back with your teammates. Now you're going to start having <clears throat> to come into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get to start off your season against one of the teams that you've had one of the worst looks with. That's good. Because we play, who's number one? Uh, we play the Clippers first, right? No, we play the Rockets. <clears throat> oh, the Rockets. We were speaking about that, remember? Yeah, yeah. We were speaking about if we should, if they should play in the in the uh, on Christmas. So you get to play the Rockets. Uh, for those who don't know, Russell Westbrook just tested positive for COVID today. Yes, we have what fourteen days to come back until they come back. We're on thirteenth. Uh, What's okay. their first okay. game? Yeah. On what? It's on July thirty first. Okay, so we still have a couple of day, a couple of weeks. <clears throat> so. That's gonna. I just hope. See, they were in the seventh seed before. Yeah, it shut off. And to me, it doesn't matter if Westbrook plays or not. I believe that with him or without him, the Mavericks will do good. Hopefully, uh, him. Hopefully, your boy Porzingis is healthy and not uh, aching with his knee. Because um, the good thing is that they, they're the, both of them are coming back hopefully healthy. Because before this shut down, your boy had a bad thumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it? What has it been like? Five months? It was like a couple of months. Mm, I want to say it was like March, first week of March. Yeah, when March. they canceled it. April, May, June, July, for about four months. Yeah. Well, his last, their last game was March 11th with with Denver. Their last game. Their last game was March 11th. Uh huh. Four months. Four months in like three, two days. Yeah. So, it's not. It's not. It, it is a long time, but. That would have been I, I wouldn't have liked that because I think that would have been uh an excuse for sure. He's not healthy, he has a bad thumb. But now you get to play what's their full schedule? You get the Rockets. The Rockets. Then Phoenix. Then you get the Kings, Sacramento. Then you get LA. Clippers. Clippers. Ooh. You get that after, you know, after four games of a warm up. Um and then they go Milwaukee. Ooh. That's another tough one. Then you get Utah. That's another toughish one. Mm-hmm. Then you get Portland. And then you get the Phoenix again. The good thing is that all these all these games will be in Orlando. You don't yeah. necessarily no, go. There's no traveling anybody. issues. There's no home court advantage. Yeah. No traveling issues. No home <laughs> court advantage. I'm still thinking they're not going to have any fans. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. So no, no fans, fans. So you don't. The, the cheering is going to be both ways. <laughs> Your 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 bench will cheer you on. That's yeah. about it. Uh, so the audience won't be an issue. We'll see what 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 your boy has what your boy has been working on and what he's to has he managed to be able to come out on the fourth quarter. That's my biggest critique. We'll see. I'm not ready this to. Oh, it's been four months vacation, bro. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say he was. Like playing basketball every day, no. like LeBron probably. Yeah, but I'm all I'm saying is that obviously he's not going to be doing this alone. 
right? Yeah, yeah. So, of course, he's he, the teammates are going to pick up some slack. They're going to do what they have to do. But when the when the chips fall and the and the ball is in his hands, what is what is he going to do? And it's you gonna, got it's how many games sink is it? it? It's like 8 games. 8. 8 games. Okay, you got 8 games to prove it and maintain that 7 seed so you can be able to go into a playoffs with a fresh start and a groove and and some sort of form to be able to perform and go I mean, we're not expecting them to win the championship, but we are expecting them to compete, at least compete Yeah. against some of the best teams out there. You at least want to see what they do. What do you expect? Uh, eight games. Out of those eight games, how many do you think they're, they're winnable? I think they could be, I think they could compete against the Rockets, for I think, sure. I think if the Rockets is uh, 50-50, uh, if Westbrook uh, is not playing, uh, might be tougher. Because I feel like... Uh, might be tougher with or without? Without. Because I feel like James Harden alone is a little bit more competitive. Dangerous? Yeah. Okay. And um, so without him, uh, it'll probably be tougher. With him, they'll probably win that one. Uh, Phoenix, that's a win. Sacramento, that's a win. Uh, Clippers, uh, take the L. Uh, Milwaukee, that's a tough win. Uh, Utah, I don't know. Uh, fifty fifty. So I think they all they will win four, five out of eight. Five out of eight is not bad. I believe they beat the Rockets. I believe they beat Sacramento, Phoenix, Phoenix, LA. They lose. Um, who else do they have? Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Mil- Milwaukee is after the Clippers. Back to back. Oh, is it back to back games? Like date wise, the sixth, and then they play the Clippers on the sixth, and they play the uh, Milwaukee on the eighth. So it's a day. They in take a day in between. Yeah, almost every game is a day in between. The good thing is that that's not a back-to-back game. That's the, a good thing. The only back-to-back game will be uh, Utah and Portland. That's not too bad. And they play early. They'll play those games early. Okay. Yeah, I expect them to win majority of those games, even. I give them more of a chance to beat Milwaukee, which is crazy because Milwaukee, I think, has the best record in the whole league. I think so. So I think it's I think they have a better chance of beating Milwaukee than beating Utah. Uh, um, the Clippers. Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers is like the best in our whole schedule. In our whole schedule, I think that's the that's the uh, best team that we're gonna face. Um, and I hope they do actually do very good against that team, just because we played so bad against them over the course of this uh, past regular season. So uh, that's that's gonna be one of my biggest tests, and I also want to see them play the Rockets, just because th- that's a playoff team. Whether whether you want to believe yeah. it or not, they're a playoff team, and you want to see how they do against them. But the Clippers might be the team that we might face the first round in in the playoffs. Might. I hope we don't. But me neither. Me neither. I definitely don't want. It. That's not the team that I wanted first. The first uh the first round of the playoffs. But if it is, I mean, you just gotta compete. And I've said it before, we will get swept if we play them. Um, things may change right now because of certain players are not going to play because they're not uh, willing to come uh, to play yeah. in Orlando due to personal reasons. But I can't wait. I can't wait to see him play again, to be honest, and see what they are able to uh, accomplish within the restart of this do NBA you think, season. Do you think that the break uh, hurts? No. 
or benefits, benefits. at this point? Benefits. Because I want to say at at, at first Mavs? at first the Mavs. No, at all NBA. Oh, okay. At first, I know we were saying that this probably hurts them because if they were like in a rhythm, in a rhythm, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of switches it up for them. Yeah, you could go cold. You could uh, break but, off the rhythm. But now, after so long, do you think it helps those players that were probably dealing with injuries? Let's say like Porzingis. Mm-hmm. You know, being fully rested because I know he was doing good uh, in the regular season, but when he would have the, the issues with his knee, he yeah. would have to take some games off. Yeah, he had issues and had to rush back, and because we just needed him. Yeah, uh, it definitely does. Uh, injury wise, yes, uh, uh, a long stretch of a of a break of a vacation time. I think I think the Lakers lost Rondo for. Six to eight weeks, I think. Yeah, they lost. They lost Rondo and uh, Avery Bradley's not going. So every team is battling with uh, not being able to have their full squad. I think we only lost Willie Colestein and Kevin Lee, but those two players we could do without. I mm-hmm. believe Colestein. Mm, yeah, we could do without him. And uh, and Kevin Lee, he hardly ever played. Mm. So I think we'll be fine without them. Uh, we do have injuries like J- uh, Jalen Brunson. He was hurt before, but he had season-ending surgery, shoulder surgery, so you know he wasn't coming back. To get uh, JJ Barea, you know he had just was coming back from an Achilles injury, so for him to be 100% healthy, yes, rested, and, and, yeah, and he's able to come and and Ooh. help the team out. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they what what they're able to uh, manifest on their comeback and to see uh, what kind of role they get off into because they were the talk. Of a lot of this NBA season, just a team that was very overlooked, um, but at the same time very overhyped mm-hmm. because of one guy. So I just want to see what uh, the young goat what they want to do. See, we always have a good conversation. You gotta fuck it up. Okay, let's move on to the to the next final topic. <clears throat> As you know, where today is, we're recording this on on the thirteenth of July. Yes, in two days, the Cowboys have a deadline to come to an agreement with Dak Prescott. You are the biggest Dak fan I know. Yeah, and I'm saying Sadly. that I'm, I'm saying I'm saying that in a in a jokingly manner. You convinced me into liking this man. Lies, because last you time brain, we went up, you brainwashed me into <clears throat> having some kind of hope in this man, bro. The last time we went off air, you came at me very strong about why Dak should not be paid. Emphasize on that. Tell me what. Tell me why you feel like he should not get paid. And be honest. He is not up to par with people that are getting paid the amount that he is asking for. And I understand that every year the 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 I guess the pay rate goes up or yeah. down for that position. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he's still at risk. At risk of injury? Of being good enough. I feel like he is a decent quarterback. Mm -hmm. He has improved. Okay. But you got to think about it. If you put a lot of money into him, that you have already put a lot of money into Zeke to carry the, the offense. Now you're putting a lot of money into Dak. Both of them can't do the same. Both of them can't work at the same time. Then okay. you still have a lot of money that you have to pay for other parts in the offensive line. Oh, well, they're all paid. 
in the defensive end. Well, you have some players that are hurt. Okay. You have a didn't or did the center retire? Yes. So you have to get somebody to play that position now. We did. We we got somebody in in the draft. Okay. Yeah. What if it's not good enough? Uh, well, that's a gamble you wanted to exactly. take. And you know, I, I just feel like paying him the amount that he's asking for is too much of a gamble for the Cowboys right now with the team that they already have paid for. Okay. The Look. players that they already have checks written for. Yeah, I mean they've paid everybody. Like I understand, you do your job, you get paid, and I and I recognize, you know, like okay, he he deserves to get paid, but I be, I believe he's he's asking for too much. Uh, for for what reason? Why why is it too much? It can never be too much. Even though I don't think we've seen the number. No, ne necessarily no. Uh, as far I, as I just think, uh, I think the only year. thing that we know is that he wants four years. Yeah, four years. He wants four years, and I think they're trying to negotiate within thirty-five to thirty-three million a year. To me, that's more than. To me, that's good for yeah. him. Yeah, I mean, you could say you could say so. Um, to me, you could pay forty. Um, to me, forty is way too much. It, it could be a lot, but it just depends on how you want to do it. If you want to do forty over four years, it definitely is a lot of money, but. The the signing the signing can't be as much. And to also, me, and, al and well, before I finish my, I guess, uh, dispute, if he only wants to be here for four years, why would you risk paying him so much? The reason why he wants four years is because he wants a second bite of the apple, meaning he wants to be able to get two contracts before he retires. And uh, not every not every uh, quarterback gets two contracts. They usually extend for so many years. Uh, Dak wasn't getting paid like Zeke was getting paid on his rookie deal. Yeah. That's why he wants so much money because he felt like he was underpaid the whole time he was playing these four years for the, for the Cowboys. He's been underpaid and do he's, you, he's do, been exceeding expectations. Yeah, but for a fourth round pick. But that's different. What's different? Okay, he was he he got signed his rookie year mm -hmm. to, for a risk. The Cowboys took a risk on him. Not necessarily because he was like third string or fourth string. Exactly. So what's they, the risk? The, the, the contract, I mean, what if he would have never played? What if Romo would have stayed? Or what if they would have gotten a second backup and 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 he would have never played? Yeah. He would have just been a, a bench warmer and, you know, his money would have been good then. Unfortunately, he his contract, you know, he ended up playing a position, a starter, on a rookie contract for a third string. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not the Cowboys' fault. No, it's not the Cowboys' fault that they because when you go fourth round, you're obviously not going to get paid the same amount as a first string quarterback. But like these other guys that have gotten extended contracts, they've gotten the extensions when they still have two 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 years left on their deal. Yeah, and he didn't get that. Zeke Elliott got two got an extension, two years left on his first rookie deal. Mm -hmm. So he feels like, okay, you didn't pay me those days. I mean, you didn't pay me at that time. You didn't pay me last year. And you're still not trying to pay me? So we're, we're at a standstill here. Like, I'm, now I'm exceeding what I feel like I deserve. The guy that's just got paid in Philadelphia has never won a playoff game. He's never been as durable as me. I won Rookie of the Year. I've won a playoff game. I beat Russell Wilson. 
and and I've been to the playoffs twice in four years, and I'm a fourth round pick. He was the second overall pick, and you're gonna pay me less than him. And I think the the, I the think that's, proposal to, to me. I think that's the, I think to me that's the problem. I think the proposal was more than uh, Carson Wentz. I yeah. think that was the proposal. But the thing that people argued was that he shouldn't get paid the Patrick, more than Patrick Mahomes. That was never the case. No one ever said that Dak should get paid more uh, than. Patrick But I think Mahomes. what people are trying to, what people are bringing up so much, and you that you brought it up, like in the past four years, he hasn't gotten paid. Mm -hmm. That those were the past four years. That was the contract that he had already signed. Yeah. So that's not what we should be looking into on this new contract. This no. contract is for the next four or five years that you're gonna be with the Cowboys. Yeah, but he just feels like if if. You were if so, it feels like he he's been robbed, then go to another team. No, it's not necessarily go to another team. He just feels like if you really wanted to pay me, you would have paid me with when I was in my second year after I had already been rookie of the year and ha and took you out to the playoffs in my first year. Uh, but obviously you weren't satisfied, and I proved it to you last year when I'm top five in every category. Yeah, we didn't win every game, and we were eight and eight, but. I'm top five in every category. I, I'm doing my job. I'm doing my job. The offensive line, they were doing their job as well because I don't think he got he got sacked, but he didn't get sacked as much as the year before. But our defense was horrible. Our yeah. kicker was horrible. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't stop the run. Our our running back was I think he was number one in uh, in first uh, first down attempts. Uh, we were always feeding the ball in first down, but yeah, he was I think he was 18th in rushing in, in yards. On first down, so we're already behind the eight ball. Uh -huh. It's like first down, nothing. Second down, two yards. Third down, all right, Dak, get it. It's third and eight, or maybe the the next series he get a first down and it's third down again and it's like third and twelve. All right, Dak, get it. Like, damn, like are we're not gonna get more creative than this. Are we just gonna keep handing it to this dude? He's good. But we need to be more creative. Mm -hmm. And all these people that are getting paid, they always say, well, what did he get us? When we went to the playoffs, did we win? We won once. That's it. That's all we've done. But, I mean, damn, can we get a solid coach? I mean, everybody knows Jason Garrett was never a good coach. And this dude has been under Jason Garrett his whole career. I mean, can we get a, a, a solid coach for, for, for once, at least? I mean, it, does everything fall on him? I just feel like he needs to be able to get paid what he deserves uh i think uh what's crazy to me is that patrick mahomes i think he got like 62 million at signing yeah and i think matt ryan got like 90 at signing uh I, that, I, that don't make no sense to me uh it, to me that was kind of like a slap in the face for Dak. no for for for, for patrick mahomes oh. i think Dak wants more okay say you don't want to pay me uh uh i just want at signing i want to take majority of what you're giving me Because at signing, you can't take that away from me. Uh -huh. And everything else is guaranteed, quote-unquote guaranteed, uh, putting air quotes around yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, it, those usually come with ifs, uh -huh. a lot of ifs. You get this money if you're on the roster by this day. You get this money if you're injury-free. You get this amount of bonus money if you make the playoffs. Let's see, there's a whole lot of ifs. Under that, under that bonus money, or under the, to get the full amount, but that at signing bonus, I mean that at signing guaranteed money, I'm taking that as soon as I hit uh, my paint hits the paper. Yeah, I think that's where they would come to an agreement to. Four years, how much am I getting fully guaranteed at signing? 
and we might have a deal. To be honest, I don't think they will come up to a deal. I don't think they are either. I think uh, half, half, half of the the issue here. I, I just don't think uh, um, Jerry Jones likes Dak enough to keep him around yeah, for I, a long time. I, I believe that too. I believe that. I believe that he's just gonna keep him around until he sees something that I guess shines his eyes or something, and he's gonna go that route. Yeah, something else that shiny that catches yeah. his attention because. Uh, I think Jerry happens to pay guys that are Jerry guys. Yeah. Like Zeke Elliott. He likes Zeke. He's gone above and beyond. Got yeah. the core. Got everything. Uh, everybody that's gotten paid. Amari Cooper. He's a big Jerry guy. I mean, not Amari, but Jerry is a big fan of Amari. Like, he, he's he's a big fan, so he had to go get him paid. And now CeeDee Lamb. I mean, he's. Well, I'm pretty sure he's going to get a check after this season. Yeah, he's, uh, he's getting a I think, high. Check. I think he's gonna get a big contract, not not just because he he was like not like one of the number one round picks, uh, or he, one of the best picks in, of the draft, but he has he's playing number eighty eight. Not which, only that, but I just think he's which is more emotional for Jerry Jones. And I think he's gonna be a Jerry guy as well. But I don't think you're gonna get any more than a rookie deal. That's the good thing about being drafted as a rookie that you don't get the get the big amount unless you like the first overall pick mm-hmm. uh you don't get that big contract until your rookie deal is over with so but i think they'll give him a check uh he's gonna uh, get a sweet I think, deal i think they're gonna give him a contract like in two years or after this year similar to like zeke if he if he plays the, like like he's predicted to play yeah i want to say he's gonna get franchised as the lead receiver for the cowboys over michael gallup yeah okay I mean, I, I would believe that. As of right now, I think nobody's better than Amari Cooper right now. I think Amari Cooper's our favorite. But Amari Cooper, how, was, how many years was his contract? Four? I think it was a five-year deal. Five years? I could be wrong. You can look that up if you want. Five years is a long time. But uh, somebody that's coming in after being in another team. He was he was with uh, the Raiders for like five years, wasn't he? He was drafted by the Raiders. Yeah. But, I mean, that has no, he's still young. He's still a young cat. So, I mean, I, I like him better than all of them. Um, I just feel like... They probably won't come to an agreement. I just think Dak is gonna hold his own and play for that for that uh, franchise tag. I think uh, he's can going. He, he can he get franchise tag next year again? Yeah, he can get franchise again, but his his rate his pay rate will go up. It'll be from I will. Well, I think this year was like thirty one million. Thirty one something, yeah. <clears throat> and next year will go up to thirty seven. So I think he's better off playing the franchise. Yeah, because I think I was looking at some sort of stat that that they said that. Um, they did the same thing to Kirk Cousins. And I think thus far to this year, since 2016, I think Kirk Cousins has made more money than every single quarterback in the league. Yeah, I think so. So I heard that too. you could go that route. You could do that and eventually get a big contract at the end. But I, I just feel like with this team that they have, they will. he will show what he can do. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's no... We just have a solid team. Yeah. And I think everybody's just like, well, see, Dak needs everything. He needs everything to be lined up. But I want to say that's almost, <clears throat> almost, almost every quarterback. There's those rare quarterbacks like, let's say, Drew Brees. Or Mahomes. That, or Mahomes. Or Aaron Rodgers. Or Russell Wilson. That they could carry the team on their back. Would you put Carson Wentz in that category? No. No? No. When healthy? He's never been healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I just think... Uh, I just think he has an arm, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy or play a full season. Yeah. And, I mean... Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, 
Russell Wilson. They make something Mahomes, out of they, They've been able to, yeah, they've been able to just get it done and get into the playoffs. Even if they have to deal with a similar, like a like an injury, they get back and they they're back and they take you know take their team yeah. into the playoffs. Yeah, and I think uh, Dak had like um, his odds were pretty good. Like uh, I think he was like top three or top five to be the MVP this year. Yeah, I mean, why I don't know. No, to me he's to me he's a consistent quarterback. I think they would. They were. They were. He just doesn't win games. But a lot of people say that that's why uh, the reason why he was put in that position is because of the team around him. Yeah. But well, the it, team around him helps him. It definitely helps him. But I, I mean, just hope the defense. The, the thing is, holds their own. He holds their own because the reason why his numbers have been so big is because he's always playing catch up. Yeah, he he definitely does play catch up, and I mean he's doing what he has to do. He's he has he has to do what he has to do to keep us in the game. Sometimes it doesn't edge to a win, or it's maybe not enough. But he's not gonna give up. He's like, bro, we're in this until it's over. Like I'm I'm going in. I don't give a damn if we're losing by this much, or we're we're winning by this much, or we're losing by this much. The game ain't over until it's over, and that's what I like about him. But I just feel like people are saying that the team makes what he is. Never they they believe that he is what he they makes what we they are. don't give him the credit that he deserves. Yeah, and I just feel like if that's the case, then how come uh, Andy Dalton wasn't the favorite to win MVP with this team? We'll see. We'll see what happens next do, year. Do you think? Well, obviously, Dak will start. Yeah, hell yeah, no questions asked. Do you think they'll give him Andy Dalton a chance? Fuck no. You don't think so? No, absolutely not. You wouldn't even want to see that. You want to want to see? I'm not interested. You wouldn't want to see one drive. No, it, there's gonna be drives where he's gonna probably gonna do maybe in the preseason game, maybe one or two. Will they have games. a preseason? I think there's like two games. Two preseason games. Yeah, uh, I think that's what they're gonna do. And I'm, I'm not mistaken, they're gonna give it to Andy. I wouldn't be surprised, but they should. Anybody would anybody be wanting to see Andy Dalton over Dak Prescott? Fuck no. Would Would you be surprised if you see a great Andy in the preseason games? Um, not necessarily because not everybody's going to play their starters, but if it's only going to be two preseason games, they might put in their starters. Um, I wouldn't say I would see a great, I think I've seen enough of Andy Dalton to say he's not trash, but I'm not going to have him as my number one. I wouldn't put him as my number one. I, I, I mean, he's a good backup for me. What if? From now on, he's just a backup. Yeah, of course, he's just a backup. Yeah. What if he, what if Dak gets injured? Oh, and then you're gonna have to you're gonna have to play Andy Dalton. Would I put my money on Andy Dalton? No. Um, but we'll just have to pray for the best. Yeah. So, I mean, that's my take on on all these topics. Uh, hopefully, we get to see something uh, within the next few days on see what Dak's future holds, and let us know if you agree with our uh, our overall. Assessment with uh, UFC 251 and our Ryan Garcia topic, the Mavs. Let us know if you agree or not agree. I mean, hey, that's the whole point of this podcast. This is the We Could Be Wrong podcast. We'll catch you all next week. Take it easy, man. One love.